Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. to the Hoop Ball Pelicans podcast, a hoop-ball.com presentation. I am your host, Lyle Swithenbank, at Lyle Swithenbank on Twitter, L-Y-L-E-S-W-I-T-H-E-N-B-A-N-K, as in bank. Should be set to music, the amount of letters in it. B-A-N, anyway. At Hoop Ball Pels is the show. Coming to you after watching... The game against the Washington Wizards. Um, I reckon I'll start with some good news. So good news is that uh, our good friends at the Birmingham Squadron have acquired big man Zach Hankins, who is seven foot tall and two hundred forty five pounds, and he comes after playing overseas in Israel and the Czech Republic. Um, yeah, he was all right. Averaged 12 and 6 and one assist in a block in 20 minutes per game. He also played for 76ers in the Summer League. And the Suns as well. Oh, well, very good. Graduate transfer at Xavier University. It's pretty good. So that is a good little ad. They unfortunately had to waive guard, Sayed Pridget. So all the best with the rest of his career. All right, with that out of the way... I suppose we have to talk about what just happened. The Pelicans, the bottom-ranked side in the in the league or thereabouts, take on the top-ranked Wizards uh, in Washington uh, on the start of a road trip and fall short, 105 to 100, back to the losing ways. Uh, the Wizards were without leading scorer Bradley Beal, as well as Davis Bertans. They didn't have Rui Hachimura, but they haven't had him all year. And Thomas Bryant has been out as well, because he's also been injured. So they've got a few out. Particularly Bradley Beal, who leaves about 30 points a game on the table, and probably five or so assists as well. Pretty handy scorer, pretty handy player. We've seen him light up uh, the Pelicans more than once. Hmm. Disappointing, disappointing, and let me tell you why. Okay, so while the final score, oh, we only lost by five. Obviously, the Wizards are ten and three on the season. We're two and thirteen now. Um, the difference is, is they're missing players. This was one that you go in and you can steal. But theoretically, we talked about. You say, well, look, they don't have their players for whatever reason. You know, unfortunately, Bradley Beal was having to deal with uh, the death of his grandma, and shout out to his family and uh, hope. They're all going okay because you hate to see it. Um, But on the court, you have an opportunity to come in on their home court and steal one. And for the first half, it looked like we were going to. We were up by 17 points at the half. Absolutely cooking. Brandon Ingram come in and scored nearly the first 12 points of the game. He was chopping. You couldn't stop him. It's great to have him out there. And 
the offense was clicking, the ball was moving. It was you could have set it to music. Honestly, you really could set it to music because the offense was just ticking along. The players were getting drawn to Brandon because he was cooking. Everyone else was passing, passing, passing. The kill passed up a step back three, which I nearly fell off my seat watching that because he loves a step back 360 between the legs three-pointer um, and, and passed it to Garrett Temple, who hit a three, turned down a good shot to a great shot. It was, it was like fantastic. We even turned the ball over seven times in the first quarter and they all in the first quarter and 14 minutes or whatever it was. Um, quarter and a bit. And they scored no points off them. I mean, that's just unbelievable. I mean, like Joel and AD said in the broadcast, it's time to go and buy a lotto ticket. And Louisiana Lottery, which is probably my favorite bit that they do every single game, um, it was 180 million. So, you know, there's nothing uh, to poke a stick at in itself. But we never see that. When they turn the ball over, usually they're throwing it across the court and no doubt. And we did see that. We A lot of these turnovers were live ball. They just weren't any good at capitalizing off it. Unfortunately, over the final 10.41 of the final period, uh, the Wizards went on a 28-12 to run. And absolutely blew us open. Uh, Brandon scored... uh, Sorry, Josh Hart scored with about seven minutes to go in the last quarter. And then we didn't score again until two minutes to go where Brandon Ingram uh, finally laid it in. He went ice cold. And and perhaps that was purely because of this minutes restriction meant that he didn't come back in until the final eight minutes of the game. And when you're sitting for, I don't know, 12 minutes straight when you've been on a heater and then you're not fed the ball until... You've gone ice cold. Well, what chance do you really have of succeeding? It was it was so frustrating. You know, guys like Kyle Kuzma, who did nothing all game, lit us up in the last quarter. Spencer Dimwitty got hot in the third quarter and started dragging him back. Just frustrating. Frustrating, frustrating. Particularly because the guys didn't play badly. They just had a few lapses towards the end of the game and it was disappointing. And and the Wizards absolutely stepped up in Bradley Beal's absence. They did. They had every contributions across the board. You know, Aaron Holiday started over the top of, of or in place of Beal and, and scored 12 points. This guy hasn't done anything his whole career. And all of a sudden he's doing that. And you're sitting there going, well, good on you. He was playing, doing some smart basketball. Caldwell, uh, Caldwell Pope, KCP, had 18 points. Dinwiddie had 27 and 9. Kuzma ended up with 8 after starting absolutely atrociously. Hit two threes down the stretch. Gafford was good. Uh, Denny Avinda, Avienda, I don't know how to say it. They kept saying it. They say it different every time. Uh, he had a double-double with 11 and 10, and his defensive effort was good. And they all stepped up. It was very, very good... Um, I guess, coaching and, and belief in their team to be able to drag themselves back in. It's all credit to them. And it sounded like a Washington Wizards podcast for a second, the way I was getting into it. But if we go over to our side, you know, Josh Hart, great game. 13, 12 rebounds, five assists a steal. He did everything, but only shot three of 13 from the field, which makes it really difficult. Had three turnovers. One was not his fault because... Devontae Graham gave him the ball right as KCP stuck his arm out and he turned around um, basically trying to advance the ball in the last quarter and it turned into a turnover. 
which is just disappointing. It's these turnovers at the wrong time. And hopefully that those are things that they can amend and they say, well, hang on, do we need to rush in that situation? No, because the ball was starting to go back in and all of a sudden we do a turnover and they score again. If we go to the box score, JV had 16 and 9 and 3 and he was very good in the first quarter. They then started uh, keeping Gafford off him because Gafford was just getting eaten alive by the big fella. Uh, and then they put uh, Montrez Harrell on him. And the issue was is that JV then kept trying to force it and he was doing a few little fadeaways and he couldn't get to the basket quite as well. And the, and the shots that he would usually make and have been making just weren't falling. Shot 6 of 12 on the night, which by no means is bad. He just didn't succeed on some of those shots. You know, he was well defended. And they, they weren't easy shots in the end. Devontae Graham had 14 and a lot of timely threes coming off the bench. He had four threes. Uh, Nikhil had a bad one. He was one of six. Didn't try to force it, but he did, he did a little bit of everything. I mean, he had four points, four rebounds, four assists, one steal in 28 minutes. He had three turnovers, though, which was disappointing. A couple of them were those ones, like I said, he threw across the court and they ran it up but didn't score off. So he was lucky it was a bit of a let off. He was in everything, but he just wasn't that effective. And not having that secondary scorer, he kept trying to... He got into some really good spots. He just couldn't make the shot. So, again, disappointing. Herb Jones off the bench, he was just in foul trouble all night. Uh, he had five fouls, and every time uh, he looked like he was getting his rhythm against, defensive rhythm rhythm against uh, either Dinwiddie or Kuzma, he um, even Trez Harrell at times, he would get a foul. And these touch fouls and the like, and obviously you've got to earn your stripes in the league to allow those the ref to play through them. But you've also got to realize that get your hand out of the cookie jar because you're going to get caught. These guys are crafty. They're playing in the league. You know, this is the, the best league in the world. And Herb still, you know, this is probably... Um, a tough one for him. He still did well, but just wasn't his usual self because of the foul trouble. And he was you could tell he was conscious that he had those five fouls. I mean, he had four by the third quarter and he was just, he was struggling. Garrett Temple, 18 minutes, had eight points, two rebounds, did his job. Three or three, hit his two three-pointers, didn't do anything wrong, um, was vocal. You could see it. And there was a... Uh, Montrez Harrell free throw when he was sitting there directing the guys, telling them where to go. Uh, Sadoransky had 16 minutes, uh, wasn't very good. Uh, got caught, given a few fouls. He had more fouls and assists. Um, he had four fouls and no points and two assists. So, again, he went back to not attacking. And that's what's frustrating is that you have these games where he attacks the basket and you go, geez, the bloke's 6'9", he's doing quite well attacking the basket using his side. Instead, he um, he struggled a bit, and that was disappointing to see him go back and also take up minutes that uh, when he didn't really do much at all. Uh, Jackson Hayes, 7.6 rebounds. Looked a bit like a deer in the headlights at the time. Yeah, okay, he, he was putting the ball in. Uh, he, he didn't do anything too wrong, but he also didn't do anything right. And... It's frustrating to see where he's just so inept defensively uh, that he gets caught out. And he'll do something right and he'll get a pat on the head and everyone says, oh, well done. And then he'll do the complete opposite the next play. And that consistency is something we're still waiting to see. He only played 10 minutes and that's all you could afford to put him on. You know, JV had to play nearly 38 minutes. 
Trey Murphy had eight minutes. He had hit his three, had three rebounds. That's all you can ask from him. Now, he came in with six minutes to go in the last quarter, and that lasted about a minute. They were like, nah, let's get him back out and um, put Josh Hart back in. It, it's tough, and I understand what Willie wants to do. He wants to get his rookies in positions to succeed and get experience and cut their teeth down the stretch and in close games. The issue is, is that when you're 3-15 and 15 and you, you're winning or you're in the position to win, you need to have your winners out there. You need to have the guys that know the game, the ones that can control the tempo, make good shots, attack the basket. It's hard when you've got a young guy that's, that's still learning the ropes. And Trey, by no means, did a disservice. He was he was good. Um, but it was a strange decision to see that the bloke played five minutes all night and we put him in with, with six minutes to go. But I don't know, I'm not the coach. Uh, we go over to the quarter-by-quarter quarter summary. This really is the telling side. So, you know, all square after the first quarter, 25 apiece. Second quarter, we get on a run, 33-16, to 16, and we were rolling. We were absolutely rolling. Third quarter, 22-32, to 32, they start clawing back. Spencer Dimwitty scores nine points, the first nine points of the third quarter, and just gets them back in. He was on. Um, and then last quarter, it was that big run. Like I said uh, earlier on, they uh, they dragged it back with the 28-12 to 12 run, finished 32-20 to 20 in the last quarter. And it wasn't until probably the last two minutes that Brandon could get a shot to fall in. He went ice cold. And I don't blame him. He ended up with 30 points. Uh, Brandon Ingram was, was fantastic. 31 points, 5 rebounds, 4 assists, 9 of 23 shooting. And going into the last quarter... He was at a really good percentage. He wasn't at 23 shots. It was about something like 12. or He had 19 off 12 shots. Um, it was the fact that at the end, he had to force up 11, and he was knackered. You could see it, and, and the shot wasn't falling. He was getting belted, and he probably wasn't getting the touch fouls that he got in the first quarter where they bailed him out a little bit. But they're the fouls you've got to live with. You've got to play to the ref, and, and you've got to play through those things. So disappointing, to say the least. Um especially when it felt like that was one we could have stolen. It was absolutely one that all of a sudden you're three and uh, three and uh, and 12 and, you, and you're doing your march back, but now you're two and 13 and your next game is against um, the Heat. You know, you're heading to Florida to go and uh, take on the Miami Heat who are nine and five and are a, a tough side. So disappointing, I mean, to say the least. Before I do my three key takeaways, of course, I will like to thank the, the sponsors, mybookie.ag, use the code HOOPBALL when you sign up, get your deposit match, uh, and also they've got some little special uh, punts on there that have inflated odds. You can go on there and uh, little little bonuses for you. So you, if they come in, you win extra. So uh, go and check that out at mybookie.ag, but of course, gamble responsibly. And... Manscaped.com. Hoopball20 is the code. Black Friday sale coming up. Go and check that out. Uh, not far off before Thanksgiving. So no doubt they'll have some extra special Black Friday um, deals. So go and check that out. Use the code Hoopball20. H-O-O-P-B-A-L-L-2-0 at checkout. Get yourself further discount and free shipping. Uh, so then you can get all of your little deals done and you, you can get your gadgets and your razors and whatever else they sell over there you can go and scope it out for yourselves and 
and have a look and tell them Hootball sent you. Because we appreciate uh, you using us and hopefully you appreciate the discount. So go and do that. It would be much appreciated. And probably some good stuff over there as well, you know, Lawnmower 4.0. Anyway, I digress. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. So, key takeaway number one. The reason we stopped scoring is because we went back to isolation. And I understand we got Brandon Ingram back. We've talked about this. Sometimes you just need a guy to go and get your bucket. The issue is when that guy is ice cold, sometimes it's his job to assist others to score for others. It was a it was a perfect play where he got uh, he tried to post up on Denny Avinda, Avienda, whatever, um, Vavada Kadava, whatever, um, and he posted up. Denny had him covered, so he kicked out to Devontae, kicked it back to him, still covered. So instead, he just went and screened, got Devontae free, and Devontae hits a three. Those are the plays you want to see Brandon Ingram make, and that'll come with time, you know. Um, He's still getting his legs under him, so he's second game back. But that's that's ideally what you want to see, is that he can identify when his shot isn't falling. And it, by no means was he taking bad shots. These are shots that he makes time and time again. But maybe see the ball go in with a pass and, and it'll draw the player um, and open it up for your teammates or go through Jonas Valanciunas and let him get a shot out of the post um, and try to ca- crash the boards if he misses or... Um, a bit of two-man game, but instead we, we over-dribbled, I felt. And perhaps instead of over-dribbling, we need to move. And what we found is that we had four bystanders um, all, uh, during uh, this Brandon Ingram show where he went a bit cold. Instead of the guys moving, they all just stood there and said, oh, B.I.'s going to cook cook him in the, in the mid-range. And 90% of the time he will, but in this game he didn't. So what you need to say is, B.I., I'm open because the four guys that are meant to be guarding us, are all looking at Brandon as well to see whether or not he's going to cook him. So that means that you have an open shot or you can pass the ball enough that the defense is unbalanced and you can pressure the defense and kick, drive and kick, you know, find those creases. I just felt that in that last five minutes of dry spell, it just did not, that, that just didn't cross the mind. And perhaps that's a, a willy adjustment that needs to happen. He needs to call a timeout or something like that. But there needs to be that adjustment in game. And there needs to be someone vocal on there that is going to say, hang on guys, 
And I can I do understand why they went to try to get a Chris Paul or, or a Kyle Lowry or one of these veteran guards that can sit there and say, hang on. Just steady for a second and let's get a bucket. Instead, what we were doing was either B.I. cooking it or or Josh Hart driving and, and getting absolutely hammered inside, but they're not calling a foul. And if you're relying on these um, these shots that uh, perhaps a 50-50, particularly when the refs have put the whistle away and Brandon Ingram's shot's not falling, those are uh, decisions and in-game adjustments that you have to make. And I'm sure they'll watch the film back and they'll watch that five minutes probably, I don't know, two hours, three hours worth and just say, dissect it. Look, this is what you need to change. This is what we should have done. And, and no doubt that will happen. But it's frustrating to see, particularly when you're already in this hole uh, by dropping so many games in the beginning. And you drop another one like this and, you know, for the foreseeable next few games are going to be tough as well. So, disappointing. But improvement, again, you know, it's good to have Brandon back. You can see what happens to the offense when he is on. And that first first quarter was something else. It was absolutely something else. He, he was cooking and I was looking at his all-star B.I. And he finished with 31 points. You know, I can't go and say, oh, you had 31 points on 40 shots. You know, he had him on 23. Still shot 40% from the field. Can't really complain. But unfortunately, we didn't have a second secondary scorer, really. Or, and we, we didn't have the consistent presence down the stretch when we needed to go bucket for bucket when the Wizards started getting their tails up. So, food for thought. Uh, key point number two. I know that was a long first point. The key point number two is Nikhil's funk needs to be addressed. Whether that is moving him to the second unit or whether that is um, not letting him go cold by leaving him out there with four bench players, that happened in the second quarter and, and he just looked like he was on an island. He had no idea what he was doing. And Nikhil operates best as that secondary scorer. We've seen that. You know, the last four games he averaged 22 points, which is because guys like Brandon Ingram, Jonas Valanciunas were there cooking and Brett and Nikhil could play off him and he was attacking the basket in this you know he, he didn't take too many shots there's only six shots on the night and when there's not those shots going around you're not getting fed and the only one that you do hit is a three-pointer well it makes it very difficult oh no he didn't hit three-pointer a lot he just hit a, a, a mid-range um and what can you do? You need that secondary scorer. So Nikhil's got to get... They've got to do something to get Nikhil going. That's the big thing. My third takeaway, third and final, um, is the rotations of... Um, I suppose this plays a bit off number two. Uh, the rotation of players has definitely been improved, but... I still feel like there's stretches where we just don't have a go-to offensive threat. And I understand that that's what they tried to do with Nikhil um, when they were playing that five bench thing. But I don't think you should ever have Nikhil out there with four bench guys or just Brandon out there with four bench guys or or Devontae out there with four bench guys, even JV out there with four bench guys. You should have two starters. Stagger it. Run it through. Whether there's... 20 seconds or something where you have that overlap. Maybe that's... But you can't have sustained uh, 
bench presence. The bench was good. These guys played well. This is one of the better bench games that they had, particularly in the first half. But the offense is driven from the starters, and we've seen that all season. So get these guys in, stagger their minutes, and then move it in. I suppose that's easier said than done, but if you can get it so that the last six minutes are guys that have that offense experience and being the starters or the guys that are the hot hands finish the game, then you're in a better position to close games. And, I mean, that will probably change a little bit. Admittedly, when Brandon Ingram is off his minutes limit, he only had 32 minutes tonight, had 29 minutes last game, and they said that they're still monitoring that hip injury. But hopefully, once the rotation sort of shores up a little bit, Brandon can play 35, 36 minutes, you're in a position to be able to have a more consistent offense the entire game, and you won't have these lapses. But yeah. Disappointing. Well, like I said, we take on Miami, we get a day off, and then we're back playing Miami um, down in Florida. So good luck. Uh, wish them all the best. They've got to play hard. They've got to be on their A game. Guys like Jimmy Butler, Bismack, uh, not Bismack, Biombo, what am I saying? Bam Adebayo, um, Kyle Lowry's down there. You know, that's who he shunned us for. You know, it's probably about 15 teams that threw money at him and he ended up there because he got a pretty good opportunity. Tyler Harrow's been been absolutely chomping. Duncan Robinson lit him up. So there's so many different offensive threats there. They play hard and we need to step up to the moment. That's going to be a big thing. Step up to the moment. Every time that they take a swing, you swing straight back. Or they knock you down, you get straight up. You can't let this team think that they're these bullies that they allegedly have this reputation of being. Get up there and go hard um, and play hard. And, and, you know, if you've got to get spiteful, then get spiteful, you know. Don't let them have the easy baskets. Make them earn it because they'll get just as frustrated. But I'm going to leave it at that. We'll see what happens with the Miami game. I'll come back to you then. Stay safe, as always. I am Lyle Swithenbank, at Lyle Swithenbank on Twitter. At Hoopball Pels is a show. This is the Hoopball's, Hoopball Pelicans podcast. Uh, look after yourselves and bye for now. This has been a hoop ball presentation. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. 
And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.